What's up, Frustration Nation listeners? I thought I'd mix it up and give you an ASMR edition of our intro. For whatever reason, ASMR is super popular now, and everyone says it's because it's relaxing to listen to. But let's be real, all you freaks are really listening to this and beating off because you have a whispering fetish because your mom whispered to you when you were 10. But whatever, doing this for you, I hope you enjoy. But anyway, the rest of our episode will not be whispered. It will be pretty normal. We react to the NFL draft, and we do a Mad Lib. We hope you enjoy. Let's go! Welcome to Frustration Nation, presented by Shoot Your Shot Sports. We are the FN Podcast for FN fans of FN sports teams. Every episode we explore the heartbreak, horror, and humiliation of what it means to be a diehard fan. I'm your pessimistic host in Chicago fan, Furious George, and with me as always is my miserable co-host and Detroit fan, the man in the Michigan hat. Man in the Michigan hat, how are you today? And we need to get into event sessions, so tell me what you're mad about. Use your aggressive feelings, boy. Let the heat flow through you. I am pissed. Actually, I'm doing fine. But got to get into the mindset for this event because this is one that's bothered me for the past few days. And just in general is a pet peeve, especially on Twitter. Like, the draft just happened, right? It's fun. It's a lot of optimistic fans and a lot of fans who think they frankly know more about football than they do right now. Um, whatever. Like everybody has an opinion. That's what Twitter's for. One thing that really bothers me is armchair NFL scout guy mm. on Twitter. And mm. there's several specific people I'm thinking of when I say this, but people who are like... Call them out. people who are like working very hard to come across as like i'm an educated nfl talent evaluator from my laptop in my living room guy um that like to me that's the only thing worse than like the armchair quarterback is the classic thing like why aren't you throwing to this receiver you know if you're watching on tv i'm just curious so i kind of know what you're where you're coming from with this Yep. Is this mainly Bears people or, like, Lions people that you're seeing? Both. I've seen a lot with both. So, like, most of who I follow is Lions fans. And I've seen that there's a couple specific Lions fans. But there's a couple specific Bears fans, too. Got it. Um, who you might also know. Probably. But, like, there's... I think I know one of who you're probably talking about. And it's, like, some of that's good. Because it can be good quality content. It's like, hey, you explained something that maybe be a deeper dive than most people are willing to do but when you take yourself so seriously doing that that like anybody who dares to question the hours of film study you've done on your iphone 
is like an idiot who just doesn't understand the game as well as you do. Like Lions fans breaking down. Oh, look at the the get off our line. Our sixth round linebacker gets off the line. How dare you question his ability to be a day one starter? It's like okay, yeah. Like look at the break he gets on the ball. You need to take a break off of Twitter, honestly. Like it's not <laughs> that important. You're not an expert. You're not getting paid for your opinion. If you want to share your opinion on something we don't know about, cool. But does that bear any weight at all whatsoever? Like, you don't know anything. NFL talent scouts and executives barely even know anything. Half these guys in the later rounds won't even make the roster. And you're trying to tell me, like, oh, you need to have a fully formed opinion about this, you know, seventh round wide receiver who was taken who might be a special teams rotational guy you know i remember like a year ago when everyone was talking about like sam howell was by far and away going to be like the top quarterback yep. pick and that yeah, I dj Ungalale was also going to be in this draft and then he had a horrible then they both had horrible years spencer rattler was already being fitted for his gold jacket and that's right and spencer rattler too i forgot about him <laughs> yeah now he won't even be wearing a jersey next year <laughs> yeah. not with oklahoma anyway so it's just like you're over here diagramming plays. Go play with your kids. How about that? Like, <laughs> get a life, dude. Like, <laughs> you know, like, oh, like, did you see the Y technique paired with the three, four, eight, sixty nine defense? Like, oh, uh, what a steal. Like, go steal some girls. Like, get a life, dude. Like, yeah. I don't know what you're doing. Diagramming plays for 10 hours a day on Twitter as if somehow it gives you any kind of credibility or following. Even the people who get paid for their opinions barely know, you yeah. know? Yeah, just, like, you're obsessed with X's and O's. Maybe be obsessed with your X's and hoes, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> I see what you're doing there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> draw up some girls. Like, <laughs> drawing up plays on yeah. your phone, yeah. Yep. Yep. So, that's mine is, yeah. And right now, like, it's during the season, too. But during the season, everybody's talking about, outcomes of games and things like that more the guy who does deep dives on scouting like this is his yeah. super bowl right now you're, like the week yeah. after the you're draft. obsessing over the o-line go do a line of cocaine like <laughs> do something productive with your life <laughs> that would be more productive yeah it's just i don't know it's like if you're not paid for your opinion maybe you don't need to take it so seriously yeah there are some people that take it way too seriously and so my event is kind of related to that um not quite in the same way like i get some people it's just their thing and i just kind of let them do it like i'm very open on full press bears and other people on bears twitter i'm just like hey listen everyone i'm not about that like i'm just not i cannot get myself to get into grinding tape i just can't like I personally, like the amount of Bears fans that, you know, ground, grinded tape over Christian Watson and George mm-hmm. Pickens and Sky Moore and all and Alec Pierce and all these receivers. And ended up being for no reason. Yeah, all these receivers that the Bears did not draft. Yeah. Like, I'm like, how do you, how stupid do you feel now? Like, yeah. I, <clears throat> this is why I don't grind tape because, one, I don't have the time. I also have no interest have in a family <laughs> I, I have no interest in watching plays uh and here's the thing if you want to look up like alec pierce okay i want to see what alec pierce is all about you go and look him up guess what you're gonna find videos that are 
100% highlight reels of Alec Pierce. Yep. That, to me, is not a fair judgment. Like, the only way to get that is now I have to watch multiple football games watching specifically for Alec Pierce if you want to truly get a feel for how he is as a player. And I'm sorry, I don't want to sit there and watch 10 plays in a row of a wide receiver where the ball isn't thrown to him. Like, oh, I'm going to just watch his route running. Yeah. No, thanks. Like, <laughs> I, I don't. Right. <laughs> oh, look how he yeah. blocks off ball on this play. Yeah. Oh, like, very cool. I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. I I really really like, care. that's my team's job. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, so I mean, hey, I I don't. You know, you're you seem to be hating on it more than me. I don't hate if it's somebody's passion. I just yeah. personally, I can't get myself to do it. Yeah. I will grind ish if it's a Notre Dame player. But even that, like, I didn't go back and watch a bunch of Kyle Hamilton tape this year because I'm like, mm-hmm. I've already watched him play. I know he's good. Like I'm not going to go back and rewatch every Notre Dame game, so I can. Oh, here here is what Kyle Hamilton did really well on this play. I don't give a rip. Okay, yeah, leave me alone. Um, but my the way I'm tied to this a little bit is, <clears throat> I don't know if Lions Twitter's like this, but Bears Twitter, any player the Bears draft. First of all, there's a huge overreaction with everyone saying, "No, what is polls or pace or insert GM." What are they doing? They're totally ruining the draft strategy. And then the next thing they do, like barely any minutes later, is all of a sudden they're they're they've recontextualized everything. Now they don't just they're not just okay with the pick. They actually love the pick. And the pick This is the Lions thing too. This so is like, oh my word, this NFL is a genius move by our general manager. And if yep. you look at it, if you really think about it, that player is a comp to and then insert basically the best player at that position in the NFL, and that's the person they're comp. Like I saw the Bears Twitter, the same person who's like, who? When they drafted their receiver. Bayless Jones Jr. Yeah. 45 minutes later, they're talking about, really, this comp is Debo Samuel. Yeah, this is the Bears it. Debo Samuel. <laughs> right? You're like, oh. This is the Bears Tyree Kill. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's easy, easy to say. Like, I... And, and this player thing, comps are one of my biggest pet peeves. Anyway, I hate com- like when the Bears drafted Justin Fields. It took like no time for people to be like, "We just got our our version of Pat Mahomes." Yeah, our version of Pat Mahomes was Mitchell Trubisky. Everybody, just so you know, and yeah. we could have had the actual Pat Mahomes. Or people say, "Oh, Malik Willis is the next Lamar Jackson." There's only one Lamar Jackson. There's a reason why. There's no, not that, that's wrong. One. Actually. Because the Bears have a defensive oh, back named Lamar Jackson on their practice right. squad. That's true, actually. So suck it. <laughs> point destroyed. It's just like they'll point to an anomaly and say, that's exactly. the next this. The whole point is that there's not another one of him. And that's yeah. why he's the exception. Oh, I remember we drafted a short quarterback. They're the next Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is an exception. I remember know? when uh, when the ba- – this is several years ago now, but – the Bears drafted this quarterback that had pretty decent upside, but played like Division Two football, and his name was David Fails, and he the Bears drafted him in the sixth round at like the same number mm-hmm. pick Sounds that like Brady the next was. Brady to me. Yeah, and everybody was like, Oh, the Bears just drafted their Tom Brady. It's like, are you guys being serious right now? Like, just because they drafted somebody at the same spot as Brady and he's a quarterback with like upside doesn't mean he's going to be Brady. Like that's mm-hmm. preposterous. So yeah, the whole comp thing. And I guess for me, I don't even mind comps exactly, but what bothers me is that Bears fans will specifically comp a player to only the best players in the NFL, right? It's mm-hmm. not you never hear someone like 
oh yeah this person comps to Sammy Watkins. Right? Yeah, or cornerback Kevin King. Or, oh, this is a great – this quarterback's a comp to Mitchell Trubisky. No, nobody ever does that. It's yeah. like, oh, this is a comp to like – this guy's like kind of a, a combination between uh, between a Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he is. Like He's that. like kind of a combination of uh, Brady's decision-making, uh, Cam Newton's physicality, and Rodgers' arm strength. <laughs> yeah. But like – a little better <laughs> right yep. yeah yeah that's true um, yeah, the, this guy's the like the size of draft. calvin johnson but has the has the cornerback talents of Deion sanders yeah right okay great <laughs> or you draft any white receiver who's the comp edelman yeah <laughs> right yeah completely different skill set cooper cup well it's not surprising <laughs> either that malik willis his comp is lamar jackson like yeah. okay like kind of comps to insert black quarterback talk about low-hanging fruit yeah like oh malik jack malik willis really reminds me of a of a michael vick oh okay like yeah right (laughs) well like also it's not even just skill set it's like when uh dwayne haskins came out of the draft they were like oh he's a mobile quarterback uh, but i don't know how he can throw from the pocket like did you watch him play i don't think he ran more than five times his entire college career but it's like oh because he's a black quarterback Mobile threat, but questionable decision making. It's the like, only okay. two comps that Justin Fields has ever given is Cam Newton and Russell Wilson. <laughs> right. Like, come yeah. on! Like, can we be a yeah. little more like think a little deeper here about? And then, yeah. meanwhile, I don't know what Mitchell Trubisky was comp to, but Mitchell Trubisky is arguably more mobile than Justin Fields. He, yeah, he, like, like scrambling versus like true like planning to run. Yes. Yeah. Like vertical, just run straight down the field. But yeah, who is he going to be comp to? He's probably going to be comp to Peyton Manning before he's ever comp to a running quarterback. You know, yeah. Trent Dilfer, you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just stupid. The whole thing is dumb. But I, like to your main point though, the inconsistency is like, I I'm fine if you come out of the draft wanting to be optimistic, but be consistent though. You know, and it's like some people are so optimistic that they'll never question anything. Yep. And I, I think it's fair, and where I think you are on this is like, hey, it's too early to criticize. I'm going to be optimistic, but I'm not saying they did do everything right. I'm just saying it's too early to say they did like they did this specifically wrong. Someone's been reading my tweets. <laughs> I have been reading. It's just like we really aren't. People are already doing draft grades. It's like I know. Oh, this team. This was a B minus draft. You're not going to know what your draft grade is for like at least a year probably two or three like last year the lions like oh we had a good draft right like we didn't amon ross st brown what was his grade at and then he emerges and is like has a lot of upside and looks like a really good player and then you draft okuda the draft before that top three oh phil's a need one of the best corners off the board in years and he's been a bust for the most part it's like draft grades immediately following the draft are stupid so it's like people who overreact to them and then try to convince themselves oh actually you know yeah yeah no that can we all just relax a little bit yeah that whole thing like yeah i tweeted out something just basically like it is possible for you to believe that like valus jones jr was like a necessary pick and like it basically you're able to believe both that Valus Jones Jr. was a draft pick meant to help Justin Fields, while also believing that the Bears did not do enough to help Justin Fields. Like, sure. yeah. you, just because they got Valus Jones Jr. doesn't mean that 
just I'll just feel has all the help in the world because he clearly doesn't. There was one Bears fan at one point that posted like, "Bears fans, get Justin Fields some weapons, polls," and then it showed him the weapons he got them, and then Bears fans saying like, "No, that's not enough weapons," and the weapons he listed were like Byron Pringle, Equinemius St. Brown, and then like uh, Lucas Pat, like Lucas Patrick. Basically, he listed all of these guys that have had little to no. Uh, substantial offensive production in their careers and you're gonna go on this app and claim that they are weapons like yeah. you're setting the bears up to like be <laughs> negative you know yeah nobody is arguing they got him weapons you know it's like they had to address other needs and we can we'll talk more about the draft later it's like you can't fix all of your team's issues in one draft. Yep. Lions fans are upset because, well, why didn't we draft? Why did we wait until the sixth round to draft a linebacker? That's a position of need. Because just about every position is a position of need. Yep. Like that's how the Bears are. Everything in one draft. So, like it's just not how it works. So I'll go ahead and kind of transition us to that main conversation. Mm-hmm. I actually loved the Bears draft. Uh, in hindsight, initially as I was watching this, I kind of had the mindset of like. What are you doing? Like, you are passing up on the best wide receivers that were available at your spot. Um, and Valus Jones Jr., I had no idea who that is, and I still barely have an idea. I hadn't heard of Because the only plays that people have shown me online are plays where he's scoring touchdowns. So, like, right. that's the thing about, hi- like, highlights and grinding tape for me. Like, people say, oh, yeah, I grind tape on this player. Oh, yeah? you. How many touchdowns did he score? Oh, like at least twelve. Okay, then you didn't grind tape. You just watched a highlight reel. Like, yeah. I just don't care. Anyway, and if um, you watch them just because you think it's fun, like as soon as we drafted Jamison Williams, I went and watched his highlights against Georgia, where he had 180 yards and two touchdowns because it's fun. Like, oh yeah, I know his. He's a big name. I know he's dominant. I'm gonna go watch the highlights and like dream about what that could look like on the Lions. But I'm not gonna take serious analysis based off just that. All right. Exactly. So. I did like what the Bears did. Um, I, again, in hindsight, um, speaking of the idea, like, you have so many positions of need. It's not like you just need one thing. By getting Kyler, Kyler Gordon and um, Jaquan Brisker, the Bears basically patched one entire need that they had, which was secondary help. Like, yep. going to the season, they basically had they said Tavon Walker at slot corner, Jalen Johnson as corner, and Eddie Jackson as safety. But they needed another safety, and they needed another corner. And you got two starters in Gordon and Brisker, and a lot two starters that have a lot of, like, acclaimed co with them. Mm-hmm. So even though it's hard to rebuild a team – when you have so many holes, I actually kind of like the idea of going one hole at a time. Like, okay, this year we're addressing the secondary. We're going to make the secondary as good as it can be. And then next year we're going to do the wide receiver room. And then the year after that we're going to do mm-hmm. running backs. The year after that we're going to do the defensive line. Like, like yeah. I like the idea of let's fix all of one at once instead of like, okay, we'll get one secondary piece, one offensive line piece, one wide receiver at a time. You know what I mean? Right. And I don't know how that works as far as, like, contracts expiring at the same time and all that. But, like, what I do like is I think it gives you – like, you pick something and you're like, hey, we're just going to go after making this really good and we're going to make this our identity. So, like, as much as, like, 
to be fair to the Packers, they got a lot of hate for their draft. I think it's fair to criticize them, um, especially another year not drafting a receiver in the first round. Like, it's become a thing at this point. But what awesome. they did is they said, hey, defense is our strength. We're just going to lock down and continue to work on our strength and make that our identity. Because yep. we know, based on their coaching, they don't want Rodgers to be throwing the ball 45 times a game. Like, they want to play defense and run the ball. Like, that's the reason they wanted to move on from Rodgers several years ago to begin with. Right. You know, like, so I think there's something, too, like, if you're the Bears, hey, Jalen Johnson, and I, I know Bears fans like him, but I feel like he's underrated nationally. I think he's very he's good. good. Yeah. Um, Jalen Johnson, and then I know Eddie Jackson's been up and down, but he's super talented. Like, if you say, hey, we have one really good corner and one really good safety, let's get another corner and another safety and make that – kind of our calling card as a team part of me would rather you just take one group and make it elite yep. versus like the the lions when they drafted sewell it's like we had bigger needs than offensive line but we had decker and we had rag now who are both like pro bowl caliber players already on the offensive line go out and get another star player and really lock that group down and make it one of the top groups nationally yep. like there's something to be said for that versus just being mediocre everywhere you know like you have Medi an ogre <laughs> like at least that way you have an identity right like yep. hey the bears are taking their secondary very seriously like i can work with that you know i don't know that's my thought on it is you know have an identity one second very good Entertain everybody. Oh. All right. You want to hear a joke? <laughs> I don't know. Your mom! The Packers draft. <laughs> um, the Vikings. Yeah, what the heck are the Vikings doing? The Vikings just don't want to draft. What like, the Every time frick, they were dude. on the clock, we don't want up this pick. Trade back. I don't and know what I think. Trade to our is. division rivals. Yeah, that's a bold move. Hey, you and know, they got okay. You know what would be I'll, great? I'll talk let's help. About let Let's hope the Lions and the Packers both get wide receiver <laughs> ones. How about I that? <laughs> great idea. <laughs> yeah, I, the Vikings are very dumb. Yeah, I I don't know what they're. I I think, and I'm biased, right? Like I, I think Kirk I like Cousins the Lions to blame. I think Kirk Cousins is dumbed down the organizations. Yeah, <laughs> his yeah views have been spreading to the rest of it. Well, it's like. I know I'm biased. I'm a Lions fan. I'll talk more about the draft later, but I really do think we absolutely fleeced the Vikings in that trade. <laughs> yeah. And we just took advantage of them, of a rookie GM and rookie head coach. I, I, I just think, which you need to do, like that's what you're supposed to do if you're the Lions, but you move up 20 spots in the first round and all you have to give up is a third round pick. Like, do you see everything the Saints gave up to move up? No. Like, all right, I'll find that. But um, the Saints basically had to trade all of their draft capital to move up the same amount of spots to get Olave. Jeez. And I, I think Jamison Williams ha is better and probably has more upside than Olave. Um, all right, so the, the New Orleans Saints is from Aust PFF Austin Gale. Traded picks 98, 101, 120, a 2023 first rounder, and a 2024 second rounder for Chris Olave. And the Lions traded a third rounder. 
It's like if you're the Vikings, maybe you didn't have anybody you loved in that spot, but you can't get taken advantage of yeah. like that. Like <laughs> you got to get more than that. The Lions even said we thought we'd have to give up a first rounder next to move up. Like basically saying like, all right, like if you're giving them to us, you know. So Quesiodofomens is like a third rounder, and they're like, sure, you want a first rounder next year? Like, no, a, a third, third rounder. rounder. Are and, you? Uh, and then it's like, oh, don't say anything. Yes, that will work. A yeah. third round pick. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what we were thinking is fair <laughs> compensation. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, so sorry. I had a couple final comments on the Bears. I got distracted. Yep. So, Valus Jones, I think, is interesting. He's had a lot of mixed reviews on Twitter. Basically, the the biggest negative to me is that he's going to be 25 by the se- time the season starts, which is like... Mm-hmm. really old for a rookie like him turning 25 by the start of the season will make him already older than Cole Komet and Justin Fields Jalen Johnson like combined <laughs> not combined <laughs> the jokes have been funny with that like, like I'm pretty sure he'll be the same age as David Montgomery who's been in the league for like four years <laughs> like yeah, it's pretty. I think crazy. the comp to Debo is pretty fair. He's like Debo's big brother, <laughs> <laughs> Debo's no, father, <laughs> right. um, Debo Senior. <laughs> I think though that what honestly the most important news story that came out with this to me is that Ryan Poles, the GM, said that he sat down with Fields and like watched a bunch of tape with Fields, and Fields basically made a list of receivers he wanted for the Bears, and Valus Jones Jr. was like near the top. So mm-hmm. when the board fell to them in that way, they were like, sure, we'll take him. I do like that. I like that you're involving your quarterback, unlike other teams in the division, if you know who I'm referring to. Um, yeah. And I like that you're like, you're gen- you're genuinely concerned with what his interests are, mm-hmm. but it's a little, um, I-, I don't know. The- it's just an underwhelming pick, to be frank, but... I, I I hope just as much as anyone that he is like a Debo. <laughs> I mean, yeah, for sure. I don't think it's going to happen. I think, honestly, it sounds like about a lot of people are saying, like, your best case scenario is he's like a Cordero Patterson, which I would still take. I mean, but, if you knew you were going to get, which, again, comps, whatever, like, not worth anything, but to use that example if you knew you were going to get a cordero patterson under team control for the next five years or four years with a third round pick you would have taken it right 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 so yeah so that pick and then the best thing that polls did honestly the whole draft was that day three so he entered the draft with six total picks he had Mm -hmm. two second rounders and a third and then he had like i want to say he had like two sixth rounders and a seventh and by the time the day was over on day three, he had turned six total picks into 11. So he almost doubled the picks. Basically, in his sixth and seventh rounds, round picks, he just kept trading back and back and back and back and back and back and back. So in the end, he had like, yeah. So that day, he had t- three picks left to make, and he quickly turned those three picks into eight picks which is stupid and it's awesome and i understand that some people are critical of trading back in the in that late in the draft because it's like what does that really do well what it does is it provides more shots at hopefully getting a player that can hit you want to make like we were making fun of people who would comp 
Tom Brady, but I would bet you that at some point in our culture, in our lifetime, there's going to be another player that is a no hands, a no doubt Hall of Famer well, in the sixth round. At, like, undrafted free agents who go on to be stars. Yeah. There's not, there's not like hundreds of them, but there's several who have been recent exactly so the idea is like you're taking as every pick you have is an extra dart you have to throw at Mm -hmm. the dartboard and hope that hope that they either stick or hope that one maybe hits even the bullseye if you're lucky like the fact that polls gets that and that that's what he's prioritizing i love it i love it plus with polls being new like no one knows yet how good he is at evaluating talent really but what you're doing is giving him more people to evaluate right? so that whether he's good and or develop. not. Yeah. So whether he's good at it or not, he's get equipped with the pieces he needs to try. You right. know, like exactly. and that's all you can do at this point. And it's the same thing. Honestly, the Lions regime is still new enough, too. It's the same thing. Like, I don't know if these picks are going to work out or not. Last year's draft ended up being pretty good. I'm yep. happy with this year's draft. We don't know what it's going to be. But you give yourself more swings at it, you know, like. Yeah. Exactly. Well, go on about the Lions draft. I just had those few final thoughts on the Bears. Mm-hmm. For sure, that's good. And, and like my final thought on that is, I don't understand the narrative that people say. Which in 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 general, I understand. If you bring in a GM and a head coach who are new, maybe in a in most situations you'd like to let them pick their quarterback. I know. But this narrative this. that's out there that like they don't like Justin, they don't want him. I, I don't understand – and, again, coaches are going to say things, so I don't know. You can't take a ton of weight from the whole – like, he met – he sat with him and looked at what receivers. But, like, I don't see any reason to think that they don't want to fully invest in fields. It's like, a nothing story. It's a story because now that we're in May, there's no, like, NFL news yeah. until, like, June, and people need something to write about. No. It, there's one guy on Detroit stupid. Sports Radio who, I mean, he's not following the Bears closely or super connected. So, honestly, I – follow bear stuff closer than he does and he's like oh the bears clearly don't want fields there they're looking to get him out they're gonna trade him before the end of the year it's like where are you getting this from it's so Um, stupid because mike florio pro football focus went on 670 the score once and made these comments and now the problem is when you have a public pundit like that who says that you're gonna have a lot more people believing it than people just see that headline and then they assume oh there must be something to that so It's yeah, I, I whether Fields works out or not remains to be seen. But this narrative that they don't want him to work out, like <laughs> he'll be here the, this year and next year at least. Yeah, and if so he works I, out, then he'll be here indefinitely after that. Yep. So it, what's going to be interesting as we transition to the Lions, I think, is like there's no right way to rebuild, yep. and it's different levels of rebuild. But the Bears and the Lions, I'd say the Lions are a true rebuild. The the Bears maybe aren't needing to rebuild but they're kind of retooling their team <laughs> a little bit oh, ryan pole said as much he said oh we're not yeah. doing a rebuild we're reconstructing oh okay. sure so whatever that looks like right like you're making sweeping changes the bears are doing that you've got what you think is the quarterback of the future and your your challenge is to build around him what the lions are trying to do is build the team and then figure out how to get your quarterback later so it's going to be interesting like and both situations are different. It's not like by looking at these two, you're going to find out which way is the right way. And there is no right answer. Otherwise, everyone would do it the same way. But the Lions transitioning to that, 
I really like what they're doing. They're building a really good team so that if Jared Goff's not the answer, which I've said I don't think he is, whoever the next guy you get will be coming into a hopefully a good situation in one or two years. But the question is, how do you get that guy? Because if the Lions go out and win six games this year and you're picking seventh in the draft, okay, how do you get your quarterback? Do you move up? What if there's only one surefire guy off the board? The Texans have the first overall pick. They're not going to trade with you. You know, like, so that's the concern is, I mean, there was a lot of free agent quarterbacks this offseason. What if there's not next year? So what happens in two years if you're looking for a quarterback, you know? Right. Um, So, um, yeah. So let's just, uh, we'll see what that looks like. I just think it's interesting, the two different approaches to this. So the Lions, um, I still say I lean Thibodeau over Hutchinson, but by all accounts, you got one of the top two or three uh, edge rushers yep. in the draft. Yep, You move up to get a wide receiver. It's a bold move. He's coming off an injury, but if he wasn't injured, he's probably the first receiver off the board. And so I respect – I don't know if it's going to work. I mean, it's easy. A lot of Lions fans have said, of course it will. Modern medicine, all that, like, you don't know that. He might never be the same player. Yep. But I respect that you're taking the swing. You know, like, you moved up. It didn't cost you a lot. You got a guy who could potentially be one of the better receivers in the league if everything works out. Like, I I like the move. And then you get another defensive end. Like, I, I you can never have too many pass rushers. So, like, after that point, I can't even tell you who all they drafted because I don't really care after that. At that point, I'm just looking at the position you drafted, and I'm just trusting their evaluation. Like, yep. we'll see. So, um, Super Bears, Super Bowl. Yeah, right. So, yeah, I guess the, those are my only real thoughts. We talked about the Packers and Vikings a little bit. I think it the way this division shapes out is going to be very interesting. I'm looking forward to doing more division previews before the season and everything. Um, well, in but, about a week or so, we have the NFL schedule release. Yeah, and so I think – then would be an interesting time to start forecasting how many wins we think we're looking at. Um, I don't know. And and that's going to affect Lions future as far as like how you get that quarterback. If like how many wins do I think they end up with? Um, Yeah, I'll save some of my thoughts on that, but overall happy with the draft. I'm not going to give any kind of grade or anything like that because obviously we don't know. We've already talked about that, but um, I think, you can safely say that it, as of right now, it looks like Brad Holmes has strung together two solid drafts in a row, and I'm excited about the direction the Lions are going in, I think is a safe way to say it. Yeah. No, I think a lot of people thought the Lions really killed this draft. And I, I agree. I really thought that they – I mean, just the fact that you got two two of the top 12 players in the draft is crazy, um, and – you now have one of the best receiving core. You have a good running back room. You have one of the best defensive and offensive lines. Like a lot of things looking up for the Lions, as long as you can get that quarterback in the future, which I think you'll yeah. have a good shot at next year. And people are already saying, "Oh, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud." <laughs> it, just a year ago, we were saying Sam Howell, like you talked yep. about, and Spencer Rattler. So yep. I don't know what happens if. And you assume it won't be like this, but what happens if next year is another year where there's no superstar quarterbacks at like coming up on draft time? And the other thing is if there are, because the draft class was so weak for quarterbacks this year, next year it's going to be 
pandemonium with people trying to go get quarterbacks because you have had a, a shortage coming out of the year before. So if the Lions are picking fifth or sixth, it might be really hard to move up and get a quarterback That's next fair. year. So That's fair. we will see. Um, okay, any other draft thoughts? I know we're going to do a little bit of a shorter episode tonight, but um, after draft thoughts, I have a somewhat related Mad Lib. Um, so did you have any other thoughts reacting to the draft in general? No, it, it was interesting. I didn't have really sustained time to really watch a lot of it. Um, yeah. I just kind of was following on Twitter, um, which I think is the better way to do it at this point anyway, because oh, Rappaport is. and Schefter put out their the picks like so many, like literally 10 minutes before the pick is announced. I don't on understand how it's so it's got to be people within those draft rooms are leaking it to them. Exactly. They must have some kind of arrangement set up. It's yeah, it feels like it's only been the past few years. I remember it being that much in advance but yeah it's the better way to watch and then you can see all the reaction because let's be real you're going to go straight to twitter after the picks anyway um, or to the bar so it is the better way yeah it is the better way to watch like all th that covid year draft like that, that was, was really very fun, fun in to its watch. own way yeah but w i did watch the whole first round for the most part uh this year and yeah the production value and stuff it's just frankly not worth watching yeah. honestly Yep. Someone on a different podcast had a great way to explain it. They said football is a TV sport. Like everything from the draft and off-season events to the games themselves, like it's really better for you to just have it on a TV than to actually go to the game. I agree. And sadly, that person is correct, in my opinion. As someone who's never been to a game and yep. can't give an opinion, I agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so. Awesome. Right. Well, you have a bad lip for us? I do. I, I can't get these memories out of my mind And some kind of madness has started to evolve this is madness! But I don't want to go among mad people. Oh, you can't help that. Most everyone's mad here. <laughs> This is going to be a post-draft. You know how all the hot take uh, ESPN articles, the articles giving the life story of certain players, all that. So I thought we'd have a chance to kind of write our own. Um, so this article, I'm not going to read the name, but this is, I'll just say, the Kansas City Chiefs traded up to draft a player. We're going to change the name of this player. So I want you to start thinking of like a silly name we could use. At any point during this, give me the name of this player. And then we're going to go ahead and fill out this review of the draft. Barnacle Broccoli. Barnacle Broccoli. I like it. Um, all right. So I'm going to work on filling that in. you want me to pick in. a position? Uh, no. Long I'll snapper. Leave that as, okay. Actually, let me see. I do have some spots where... All right, I'll put that right there. Yep, long snapper, barnacle, broccoli. <laughs> so then I've got... That's, that's funny. So I've got some other spots I need to go back and fill that name in. So that's I'll fine. do that as you fill this out. Um, so I need from you first a celebrity or famous person's name. 
Hmm. Let's go with Sarah Palin. Okay. I need a plural noun. Hmm. Let's yeah, Sarah Palin. That's a throwback. Yeah. Um, speaking of Sarah Palin, Sarah Palin, let's go with boobs. Mm. Honk, honk. <laughs> <laughs> um, I need a verb. Honk. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> let's go with caress. Oh. Another verb. I mean, caress is basically a classier honk. If you think about it. Yes. Uh, let's go with... Uh, seduce. Mm. Adjective. Um, let's go with luscious. Mm. This is a very. <laughs> Am I still doing a Mad Lib? I'm not. I'm <laughs> yeah. Could make me act up. <laughs> uh, all right. So this one is going to be a little more not complicated, but like okay. maybe harder to think of. So I'm just going to throw it out there now. If you know one already, give it to me, if you know what I mean. Um, or we can come back to it. But I need a derogatory term. One that won't get you canceled, but mm. would be funny. No pressure. Like a name you would call someone. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like those jerks, but those something else. Um, those. Hmm. Trumpers. Trumpers. Um, okay, I need a location, and I left that vague on purpose. Um, let's go with... The bottom of the Euphrates River. <laughs> That's very specific. Euphrates. <laughs> yep. Alright, I need a verb. Um... Let's go with impregnate. Oh. I need a position, which I also Ooh. left vague on purpose. Interesting. Could be a football position oh. or a position of another sort. I'm fine with whatever you want to put here. Um, let's go with a tight end. <laughs> okay. Could be either. Okay. I need a noun. Um, sperm. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Past tense verb, which I guess I could have just changed the tense. Um, we're gonna go with um. Um. Let's go with a, pa a past tense verb. Mm -hmm. um, concussed. Ooh. Adjective. Mm. Crunchy. <laughs> okay. Plural nouns, and then we're close to halfway. Two different plural nouns? Uh, just a, a plural noun. Yeah. 
of so two of the same thing. Yeah. Uh, let's go with <sighs> plunger. Okay. I need a sports franchise. Any sport, anyone you want. St. Louis Cardinals. Okay. Uh, verb. Um, suck. <laughs> no bias there. Um, so let me read those last two for you. St. Louis Cardinals suck. That's what I said. Just be clear. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. To leave no confusion. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow, that's okay. <laughs> um, place. So like location, uh, again, vague on purpose. Your mom's bed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my mom's bed or just your just put you, your mom's bed your mom's, <laughs> shane's mom's bed michigan hats mom's bed mrs michigan hat <laughs> michigan mom um all right i need another famous person or celebrity name uh let's go with um steve harvey number uh 69 yes i had already typed it <laughs> past tense verb um past tense verb let's go with squeezed mm. noun um let's go with but okay Verb. This is very profound. <laughs> As I'm reading back through this, oh my. Um, verb. Let's do boink. Mm. Position. Um, reverse cowgirl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> very important position on the football field. That's right. <laughs> Uh, plural <laughs> nouns. Um, hmm. Plural nouns. Let's go with sharts. Okay. And adjective. Oh, oh yeah. Go. Okay. Go there. How many do you need? Two. Anyway. Give me two. Yeah. So sharts and let's go with. Sharks. Sharks and sharks. <laughs> Favorite band. Adjective. Um, let's uh sexual. Ooh. Another adjective? Mm. Hmm. Let's go with stanky mm. yeah okay. stanky celebrity or a famous person um these are always fun let's go with um king tut <laughs> or do they have to be like a current no okay yeah position Ooh. um 
Let's... Best part about the draft is all the position talk. <laughs> yeah. I learn a lot. They're always talking about positions. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go with inside linebacker. Ba- no, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Let me try that again. Okay. Third string inside linebacker slash special teamer. Special mm-hmm. team gunner. There you go. There's the position. Got that? <laughs> so third string inside linebacker slash special team gunner. Wow. I've never tried that one. Um, verb. Sext. <laughs> Adjective. Um, bitter. Noun. I think that's it then. Um, butthole. Oh, one more. Adverb. Oh, um, adverb. Wait, what? A verb and an adverb? Just an adverb. Um, slinkily. Wow. All right. I think that's everything. All right. Let me look. (laughs) All right. That's it. All right. Let's hear it. All right. With all this draft talk, what our fans and listeners are really wanting to know is why the Kansas City Chiefs traded up to draft long snapper Barnacle Broccoli. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. Let's a find great out. Name. As they set their board before the NFL draft, General Manager Sarah Palin and the Kansas City Chiefs went through the usual boobs trying mm. to caress how much they would be willing to give up to seduce for their luscious prospects. Oh, my. (laughs) The Chiefs, who entered the bottom of the Euphrates River with the 29th and 30th picks in the first round, did not impregnate one of their favorite (laughs) tight ends. Oh, (laughs) that's good. That is good. (laughs) Barnacle Broccoli of Washington. They figured he would be concussed too early for them to have a crunchy chance of trading up to him. The plungers then had to scramble as particle broccoli fell into their sperm. (laughs) (laughs) I hate it when I fall into someone's sperm and I need a plunger to get me out. (laughs) (laughs) They they wound up sending three draft picks, number 29, 94, and 121 to the St. Louis Cardinals for the right to move up to number 21 and suck barnacle broccoli. (laughs) Barnacle broccoli is a guy who can come in your mom's bed day one. (laughs) Head coach Steve Harvey said, he's squeezed the right way. He has extreme knowledge of the butt, a three-year player, a 69-year starter. It was a position that we wanted to boink sneakily. The Chiefs had chased reverse cowgirl in recent years with a collection of low round sharts and sharks, <laughs> trades for sexual prospects, and low priced stanky agents. Oh, you're muted. I can't hear you. Reporter King Tut said that wasn't necessarily the plan. Quote Anytime you can get a good young third string inside linebacker special teams gunner. I think that's any something any team wouldn't sex up. Sometimes it's bitter when you have a little bit of butthole because those Trumpers aren't cheap. So that explains it. That makes sense why they would trade up for him then. Barnacle Broccoli. Print the jerseys. 
Our listeners, so in the midst of all that laughter during the Mad Libs, I actually accidentally knocked the cord of my microphone off and it stopped my recording. So that's why you didn't hear me reacting for a little bit there at the end. But I really did like the story that we came up with. So I hope you enjoyed it as well. But technical difficulties and specifically my microphone has gotten really touchy over the past couple of years. That is my first airing of grievances. Um, what about you? Yeah. So I've had technical dis- issues in the past from just learning how to use this, but also now my like laptop's getting older or things like that too. So can relate on that. I know one thing we both have in common too is now that the weather's getting nicer, which is great. We both have had to mow our yards. Yep. So I enjoy it. Like it's nice to be able to be outside, have some alone time, listen to music or a podcast or something right do you know any good podcasts (laughs) no i don't actually i don't (laughs) listen to any podcasts (laughs) it's a terrible form of media yeah i would not recommend it um so like that's fine and i don't mind doing it if you have the time and you're like oh i'll just have a good time to go mow i like mowing too yeah i just don't love like coming home from work and like i have to mow tonight you know yeah that's how it was for me yesterday because yeah i it was gonna rain all day today yeah and i was like like, i have to be out of town it's like i need to do it before i leave yep and then you when you have to that's not a fun mo that's the worst nope Nope. so that um and then just work being busy all the normal stuff so that's basically it yep yeah in the words of annie it's a hard knock life for us yeah no actually from for the what lions I, it will be this summer what i would add is the so this is the first time that i've like mowed my yard like fresh out of the spring right because we moved about over, like a little over a year ago mm-hmm. or yeah no less than a year ago sorry we moved you were into the summer already last july moved, right? yeah and so and i you know before this i lived in a town home with a home association so i didn't really do any mowing so this is my first i mean i've mowed all throughout high school but this is the first time i've mowed like in a while anyway point is i'm getting dandelions everywhere i go Mm. and it is just like oh do i pay to have like true green guys come out and spray do i go buy the spray on my own and i try to spray do i buy Mm. fertilizer and try that route like I just don't even know what I'm going to do, but it's causing me a lot of frustration. And that's my other grievance. I've given up on that. Like, I I don't know how people treat them. I know there's a way to, but it's one of those things. Well, I feel like whatever stuff you can buy in the store is just not going to work. And so I don't even try. You feel or you know? I feel. Because I'm, I'm, so the thing is, I'm curious about buying the spray, but I don't know how to mass spread it. Like, oh. I, I think I think I would be exhausted spraying all over the yard. Mm. <laughs> Been um, there. It would just it would just spraying be spraying my seed on the yard. That's right. It's so exhausting. I think it would yeah. be though. So I I'm not yeah. sure what I'm going to do yet either. I think there's ones that you attach to the end of your hose and it like holds the stuff in this canister that the water runs through. I just don't know how well that works. But. I need to try that or my father-in-law says that he has one that he was able to like attach to the back of his riding mower. Maybe there's a way he could bring that over one day and do it for me or something. Cause I'm not about to go buy like the ones I was seeing in store 
is kind of like uh, almost like insecticides where it's like very directional based. And yeah, it's like you spray here, it directly on that spot and then probably kill the grass right yeah. in that spot too. Think think about how much of that I would have to do to cover all the dandelions that are in my yard. I have sixty gallons of this. Please? <laughs> yeah, it'd be impossible. So yeah, yeah, I mm. can definitely definitely well, let definitely. me know if it works. Yeah, because right now the only other answer I have is I'd have to mow every day. So there's <laughs> that too. Yeah, yeah. I do enjoy. I would mow every day. Like if I lived by myself, probably. If I had a riding mower, I'd mow almost every day but i'm not gonna push mow a half acre yard every day <laughs> yeah it takes like three hours to mow dude having a riding lawnmower must be legit because you can just ride along you have a miller light in your hand and yeah it's not as fun to have an ice cold beer in your hand while you push a, pu- a, a push mower that's spilling right spilling it everywhere yeah that's right so that's the dream one day i'll be enough of a man to have a riding mower well cheer up man michigan hat you know what they say. Some things in life are bad. They can really make you mad. Other things just make you swear and curse. When you're chewing on life's gristle, that grumble, give a whistle. And this'll help things turn out for the best. Hey. Always look on the bright side of life Always look on the light side of life If life seems And that is what we are frustrated about today. What about you? Share those frustrations with us or about us at Real FN Podcast on social media or Nation of Frustration at gmail.com. Is that right? Shoot your shot sports. Uh, shoot your shot sports.com. Even better. <laughs> uh, let us know your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, consider supporting us. Venmo tip jar for one time donation or our um, Patreon. Uh, every little bit helps. Even one dollar, which is just a little bit that could help you save up for a riding lawnmower true and also a hundred million percent more dollars than the packers have spent on a first round wide receiver eh, while rogers has been there hilarious makes a big difference for us we appreciate your support get out there and, and frustrate the hate and trade up for barnacle broccoli that's right barney broccoli he's the guy Barney Broccoli, you'll know why. Life's a piece of shit when you look at it. Life's a laugh and death's a joke, it's true. You'll see it's all a show. Keep them laughing as you go. Just remember that the last laugh is on you. And always look up.